talk a lot about how to make secondhand become second nature here on the podcast. So when it comes to this concept, one specific person comes to mind, Jalitza. Jalitza is a Northeast Ohio native, a very important Thrifter Club member, a high school teacher, avid thrifter and sustainability advocate, and the owner of something called Picnic for All Seasons. Jalitza has been thrifting pretty much her entire life. It started out of a necessity for her and her family, and now she flexes her thrift muscle to reimagine what picnics can look like. She creates extravagant experiences to help you celebrate the biggest moments in your life and the small magical ones with a luxury outdoor picnic. So in this episode of Interviews with Very Important Thrifters, we invite you to join us on Nature's Stage and get to know Jalitza of Picnic for All Seasons. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. We have a special guest with us today, Jalitza. Yay, I'm so excited to have her. When I think of making secondhand second nature, Jalitza is one of the first people I think of. She is the sustainability queen, and I'm so excited to tell you she has started her own business. So welcome, Jalitza. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Jalitza Nieves Caraballo is a Northeast Ohio thrifter, a teacher, a member of our VIT club, and the owner of Picnics for All Seasons. So we're so excited to have you, Jalitza. Good morning, ladies. I'm so excited. Thanks for doing (laughs) this. So let's get into our the first question we ask all of our guests. How did you get into thrifting and sustainability? Well, I got started with thrifting um, mainly because I was broke when I was uh, younger, raising a daughter um, on my own, single parent. And I still wanted to have nice things. I I was on um, government assistance. And so my daughter and I would go shopping for clothes at the thrift store. I remember when I was younger, we used to go to the thrift store. But of course, back then, you don't call it thrifting. You just gonna go buy some clothes that you need but then as I got older and I graduated from college and had a better job I I still could not get myself to go to a regular store and pay regular price for what I knew I could get from Goodwill for a dollar and then as I learned more and more about sustainability and sustainable sustainable practice I just was I I remember thinking I didn't even know that what I was already practicing was sustainable practice. And then I decided to just be more organized about it and be more mindful about it instead of just shopping for clothes, thinking about the kitchen, the things that I was buying for my kitchen and for decorating the home. And I mean, you can't get me to buy almost anything at Target or Walmart. (laughs) I need to be more like you. Oh my gosh. I still like, I love thrifting, but I still go to Target, unfortunately. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, you're doing research. You're there for inspiration, right? Yeah, so there you go. That's, that's, a, that's good. <laughs> that's a great way to put it because I do buy less stuff when I'm there. <laughs> Since this episode is all about mugs and glassware, Jalitza, what is your most treasured mug or glassware find from the thrift store? 
Um, my most treasured is this champagne flute that I just found at the bins. I was not expecting to find glassware at the bins. Ooh. And it's got a long, super thin stem, and it just makes it makes me feel so dainty and fancy. I want to drink my lemon water out of it in the <laughs> summer. When I'm done working out, I put some lemon water in this, like, champagne flute, and I just... I don't know. I feel like my workout was better than other workouts because I'm drinking out of a champagne flute instead of drinking <laughs> out of water. Um, and it just fits my hands so nice and it's my favorite. I don't have a favorite mug. I haven't gotten into mugs yet, but that's only because I don't have enough space in my kitchen. I have a very small kitchen, but I promise you I'm going to be trouble at the thrift store when I get into mugs. Yeah. Um, I also have this, what I learned was a, um, a sherry. Yeah. Uh huh. I drink shots of vodka out of it instead of sherry because that's (laughs) new, but it's super fancy and you can't get me to use a regular shot glass ever again. That Um, is so cute. Do you have more than one? Yes, I have six of these. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's really fancy. Too. Well, yeah. t- tell, tell our listeners like a- approximately how much would something, a set like that, cost you? Mm, the, the sherry set cost me about $3 for six of them. Wow. And then, of course, I don't know exactly how much the flute cost because it it's, you know, um, charged by weight. But I can't imagine I paid more than maybe 70 cents for two of these. And I ended up getting four. One of them is already broken. I let my partner use it and his hands can't handle them. <laughs> you need, yeah, you need like a dainty hand with a beautiful manicure and like a really beautiful ring to hold that, even if it's just lemon water. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wait. And I have to show you because I just found this at Goodwill and I'm, I couldn't believe I found it. This one is a hand-painted oh. one, and it's got a little ladybug painted oh. on there and plants and other little insects and gold. And I'd never seen a glass that was hand-painted before, and I'm beyond excited to use these in the spring. Is that sure. is that part of a set as well, or did you just find uh-huh. one? Oh, that makes it even better. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. that set, what I mean, they were a dollar each. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. Love it. So you live in Northeast Ohio. What are some of your go-to thrift stores? It sounds like you kind of travel all over to, to you come down to Akron and and go to Cleveland. So where where's, where are your go-to stores in the area? Um, my go-to are, is the one closest to me here in Northfield. But then my mom lives in Fairview Village. So every time I go drive down there on Sundays, I have to stop by the Goodwill because it's right up the street. And then sometimes when I have more time and I'm feeling adventurous and my activity for fun is to go to Goodwill, then I take the trip over um, to Akron. But sometimes I go to Lakewood, maybe two, three times a year, I go to Lakewood and check out some of their shops on Detroit and their antique shops. I haven't been to the Goodwill in Lakewood, but most of the time I go to the, to the Goodwill here in Northfield. Yeah, that's a good one. Would you say that the bins is your favorite or another store? I don't I don't really have a favorite yet. Okay. I'm looking for so many different things and I and I just discovered the section where you can get the um the tablecloths and um table settings and blankets and stuff. Uh-huh. I'd never been to that section before mm-hmm. and I went to it at the Goodwill here in Northfield. 
And I'm like, oh, when I'm shopping for this, this is the store that I like the most. They had the most things in uh, that I liked in that section. So, yeah, yeah. I don't have a favorite. That, yeah, that area is always magical. I feel like you could find so many different things because sometimes they even like accidentally put things in the linen area too, mm-hmm. which is always fun as well. Yeah, I love I love that you said that because it is kind of um, an underrated section. It's just so great for like projects, events. Like I know a girl who did her wedding was like super sustainable. They used sheets, white sheets for all of their tablecloths at their at their wedding. Yeah. And so she, you know, just collected them over several months. I'm like, that is such a great idea. Like it's it probably cost her what, two bucks a piece, three bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. So when you are thrifting and you are looking for very specific items, what do you do if you can't find it? Usually if I'm looking for something specific and I can't find it, I just go to another thrift store another day. Yeah. Um, I I learned, I, I have to be honest, I used to kind of be a thrifter that kind of went around walking around the store trying to find something. But after listening to the podcast and following Dean, I'm like, wait, there's a strategy to this. (laughs) And I love, you know, I, I'm a lifetime learner. So I, I like to take notes and I, and I started with the list and like, just go to another store another time or go back to the same store um, another time. So I always have a working thrift wish list. And so, yeah, I just, or I, I sometimes I start to find something else and f- and think of ways that I can repurpose it to become what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am currently shopping for a chandelier. I want to hang a chandelier Ooh. outside over a beautiful picnic blanket. Um, and so I I haven't found one. So I've been thinking of ways of getting using glassware oh. to create. So yes. I'm I'm really excited. Once I said to myself, you could just make one. Now I put that on my thrift wish list and I'm looking for glassware that will potentially become a a chandelier that I make. I oh, love I that. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Yeah. And I love that you've become more of a strate- strategic shopper because I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think one of the best things about thrifting is like the thrill of the hunt, just kind of walking around, seeing what you can find. But if you're going to make it more of a lifestyle, like if that's where you're, it's your go-to destination for what you need for yourself, your family, your business, you have to be kind of smart about it. Otherwise, you're just not only wasting time wandering around because it takes a lot of your time um, and your money. And so over time, you you really start to save. So I, I'm excited to hear that you've kind of focused, you know, honed it on your list. And I can't wait to see what you make. Tell us all about Picnic for All Seasons. What is it? How did you come up with this idea? And how does thrifting play into it? I was, you know, setting up picnics um, in my own life with my daughter, with my partner, including sometimes having a picnic like right out of the back of my car. I would go watch the sunset at Edgewater and I would hang lights out of like the back of my hatchback and have the trunk decked out with the drinks and the carry out food. And we would bring the carry out food and both of them always are like, you're so extra. Like, why can't we just get this carry out? Why do you, you have to like bring all the fine china and the forks and the and the uh, linen napkins? Why can't we use regular napkins and stuff? And so when COVID hit and I started having to gather with my family and friends outdoors because it was safer, 
you know, you you have a couple picnics or a couple cookouts and it gets boring pretty quickly. So I started to bring a vase and more flowers and the the whole packing up the car, almost like bringing all your decorative stuff into the car to drive it to another place to like deck it out. And you end up your your picnic then becomes just a quick getting something to to like a three or four hour event. And it, it started to feel like we're having an event and we're having this extravagant experience that just kind of breaks up the monotony of having to be indoors, getting carry out food whenever you don't want to cook, and then just kind of putting a blanket down on the grass or putting a blanket on top of the um, the table. And so I thought, I think people would like this. I, I think people would love to have an extravagant picnic that is different than what you normally do when you put a blanket in your trunk and you go get some carry out. And I started doing more of them around Christmas time. And it was it was kind of weird because when you think about picnics and outdoors, you're usually thinking about spring and summertime doing something like this. But I am enamored with the four seasons in Ohio. Our parks are so beautiful. And every single season at the Metro Parks is magical. And I'm just like, put on a coat and some boots and deck out this table and start a fire and get the food and drink the champagne in your fancy glasses and bring the lights and the candles and and make it beautiful. And then I said to myself, I think people would enjoy breaking up the monotony of being in the house in the fall, in the winter, and have an event like this. So here we are building a website and uh, soon to be booking picnics year round. That's so fun, Jalitza. I love this idea. And I think that you're the perfect person for it. When I've seen some of the things that you've put on and like put on your Instagram, just for you and your family, it's gorgeous. Like it looks like something I would see at Stan Hewitt, like out in their picnic area. Like I can't believe the little things you do to make it magical. Yeah, I like to, it's, it's interesting because I think in terms of when you, I, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Game of Thrones or oh, yeah. seen Bridgerton. I'm like, we can literally create a table that looks like you're in a movie set and it feel fancy and beautiful and it feel like an event in that way. And so that's kind of what I'm striving for. Like when you go to your table that you booked, you feel like you're part of the camera crew and you probably shouldn't be sitting there, but here you are because everything is so perfect. And to think that in terms of sustainability, you're enjoying the outdoors. And, you know, as an environmentalist, I, you know, I try my best to make sure that I'm not creating garbage. And so how do you create glamour and how do you create luxury and still leave no trace and still lower your carbon footprint and you just deck it out and then you pack it up and you clean it and you bring it back home and, and wash it and no garbage has been made. I always think about when people create their their birthday parties and stuff and then you kind of clear the table and stick mm-hmm. the whole heap in the trash and you pop mm-hmm. the balloons because they, you know, they're no longer good and you stick it in the trash and there's a there's a more beautiful way to create these events and celebrate these little moments in your life without making any garbage at all. I, I have two thoughts that as you were explaining all of this. First of all, I absolutely love that you're making 
great use out of things that sometimes only come out of our cupboards a couple times a year, right? Like, you know, you drink out of you drink lemon water out of a champagne flute, you know, but a lot of people don't, right? And so a lot of times these things are kind of tucked away. I can speak for myself. I thrift a lot of really pretty vintage colorful glassware that comes out maybe four times a year, holidays, birthdays or like for like a fun photo shoot or something. But you're with your approach, your creative approach, you're able to give these things life over and over and over again. The other thing I love is that repurposing items for different themes. Like a lot of you mentioned like the birthdays, like a lot of times we'll go and maybe we'll even thrift these things. And what we'll thrift for the event or the birthday or the celebration is very specific to that celebration. Something that says happy birthday on it or something that has hearts on it for Valentine's Day or something that has pumpkins on it for for Halloween. And then you can really only use them for that specific holiday. So I love the idea of using housewares and glassware and any type of home decor that you can repurpose for several holidays every year. So like we just we're going to have a Valentine's Day party for the kids like my nieces and nephews and I'm like, I'm not buying strictly Valentine's Day stuff. I want to be able to use this pink thing again on Mother's Day or again for like a spring party. So it's really just making that that thrifted item stretch as far as you can as, as you can take it. And I love how you've kind of taken on that approach. So one of my questions for you then is, I know you're building your websites. How do you know which items to take with you? How do you decide on the theme? Um, I'm sure as you build this out for your customers and clients in the future, it might depend on what they're looking for. But right now, kind of how does how does that process go for you and your family? I think the the creative process is you know comes just like any other like creative artist process, right? So when I think about spring, for example, I think of uh, a classic picnic. Where, like, if you think of wearing, like, lace gloves and, like, even a little hat that you would think of, you think lace, you think white, you think blooming flowers, you think gold rim, you think silver rim. And so that would, that's, like, one of the spring themes on the website. And then we have the boho picnic for spring where all you're thinking is, like, colors on 200% and um, all the clashing colors and all the different vases. Um, still the fine china because that's always a must. But I think that when when guests want to maybe uh, create their own, I think it's always um, as somebody who's creating the picnic to be mindful of this is not just you you pick a theme uh, color like you can when you go to the party store and everything is just this color. We're talking mm-hmm. about thrifting. So when you go to the thrift store, everything is so unique and everything has its own life that you almost have to guide the person who's booking the picnic in the imagination and the creation of it because we can't, I mean, we could try to go to the store and try to shop for everything orange, but they might not have anything orange Um at the Goodwill on, you know, that week that you're trying to uh, book your picnic. So I have some things that some themes that come to mind depending on the on the season. So for winter, we have a rustic winter, but we also have like a winter glam, which is, you know, white and silver and like snow bunny kind of feel. But then we have the rustic one where you, you know, it's it's um, 
inspired by the woodsy outdoors and evergreens and the reds and very heavy candles and dark browns that make you feel like you're sitting in front of a fireplace. You took your you took your your living room in front of the fireplace and everything dark brown and you put it outdoors. So I'm looking forward to creating more themes. But as of right now, we have a set of like two to three themes per um, season. Mm hmm. Do you always know where you're going to set it up? Like what park you're going to go to or because even I've seen you find places that have these big fireplaces and I'm just you like know all the secrets like of the parks. <laughs> um, I think because I've been going to the to the parks mostly in um, near the, the beach in Bricksville and Lakewood and Rocky River, I try to make sure that I pick places that have um Somewhere where people can use the bathroom, obviously, places that have a grill, places that are not going to have um, too much flooding, because, of course, none of those things are predictable, the, that the tables are in good, that they're not, you know, broken or stained too much, um, that there isn't too much mud around the table. So um, it's right now I have a set, you know, maybe four or five places that I go to because I think that they're safe. And if you want to come to your picnic in your high heels, you still can get to your picnic in your high heels <laughs> if that's what you're into. Oh my God. So I'm, thinking about, I'm also thinking about like what people want to wear when they go to a picnic like this usually isn't just leggings and a t-shirt because it is an extravagant event. So as a creative person, you obviously have an incredibly creative mind. I always love to know where do you get your inspiration from? Whether it's for your picnics or your home, your, I mean, I feel like, you know, all of those things kind of come together. So where, where do you like to seek inspiration? Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> things on Net- Definitely th- uh, shows on Netflix that show royalty. I always think as someone who grew up in the way that I did in a family with six people, we didn't have dainty things because anybody could break anything. And my mom didn't have the money for it. And she didn't have the patience for buying things that were going to break anyway. And so just the idea that you can have a glass for water and a, and something for coffee and then something for your white wine and something else for your sherry is so it's extravagant to me that I'm like, I could have that for five bucks and I can create that at the park up the street or for myself on my porch. And it's my job to make myself royalty. So that's what I do. And so people who want to have that experience of Bridgerton or Game of Thrones or something like that, you can have that. You absolutely deserve deserve that. And it's not going to cost you that much money. Oh, that is the best answer ever. I love that. Just Game of Thrones and royalty. It can't get better than that. For cheap. <laughs> So I know the sustainability is such a big part of what you do. So I'm wondering all the things that you're buying at the thrift store um, and say that you use the items this year for winter and then you have stuff in spring. What happens like next winter? Are you using the same stuff? So I'm considering because you gave me the idea of maybe having a sale at the end of the year. So anybody who has seen the pictures or have booked the picnic and really liked a certain set or a specific item, because I'm when I'm shopping, I'm always 
looking for things that stand out that you know you're not going to be able to find on the internet and you're not going to be able to find it at any other store. I am thinking about maybe having like an online um, either sale or auctioning. I still want it to be super cheap because it's not for the purpose of me making money off of the items. Um, But just as something fun that maybe you saw something at the picnic or you had an experience with your partner or with your kids that buying this item will bring back those memories and you wanted to have it in your own home. Plus that gives me an excuse to continue to go to Goodwill and find other treasures, which is also part of the the whole fun of, of having the business, the business me by myself. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to use all of these things all of the time. Although I very often go into the garage and get the things that I use for the picnics and bring them in for tonight's dinner. So yeah, I'm definitely looking to potentially at the end of every year and maybe even at the end of every season, selling some of those items just so that I can go buy some more. Yeah, you definitely need to make room to go buy some more because it's the most fun. I love buying houseware stuff. I think it's just, it's so easy and there's so many unique items and it's just stuff that you're net, like you're saying, you're not going to find it on the internet or in a box store somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the process of booking an event because I'm sure a lot of people will be curious. Again, I know you're still kind of building your website, but is there anything you can share about how I would go about to book an event with you or learn more? Mm -hmm. So once um, the website is ready, I mean, literally you just, you choose your theme, you choose your occasion, whether you're just getting together with some friends or if it's an anniversary or if it's just a date with your partner or if it's a birthday. And then literally you pick your date and which picnic you want. So we have a perfect picnic, which is for um, two to four guests and it's one decorated table, or you can have a deluxe picnic, which then includes two tables for four to eight settings. And that's it. And then you, you book it. And then the only other thing you need to think about is what outfit you're going to wear and show up. And then about 48 hours before your booked picnic, I text you a pin because of course all of this depends on the weather, right? I can't, I can't pick a spot. And then the date comes and it rained like two days before. And now this, mm-hmm. this spot that I had picked is flooded and, and that's it. You show up and I welcome you to your picnic and you get to enjoy it. And then when you're done, I come back and I, and I do all the cleanup. That's Super amazing simple. because I love the idea of having a beautiful picnic, but I will tell you right now, I will never lug all this stuff to the park. I like taking like just the regular plastic wear with me for a pic or even like my carryout food is enough for me to lug. And so I love that you just kind of do this for us. You know, I was thinking, I don't, I don't know if you've done this, but I would love to see a TikTok of you saying like what people think when I say I arrange picnics or host picnics and then just your Game of Thrones spread, you know, it's just so fabulous. That would be the coolest transformation to help kind of paint the picture, right? Because when when my family goes on a picnic and I take my toddler, we literally sit on the dirty bench with ants crawling around us, you know, just eating with our sticky hands. So I'm like, what an experience that would be to, to just have this glamorous, beautiful spread. So it's just, it's so cool. Yeah, and I mean, when I say we roll out the red carpet to a picnic, I li- I mean it quite literally. There will be, uh, if you want it, 
uh, a golden carpet that will lead you from your car to your picnic and you will just feel like what is going on right now I thought I was in the metro parks like where am I is this a fairy tale I'm I'm saying picnic on 500 cups of coffee that's (laughs) that's awesome Do you, do you, are you primarily focused in like the Cleveland area or would you host something down in Akron? I think that right now I'm in the Cleveland area. Once it's summertime and we, you know, as teachers are on summer break, then I have more time um, on the weekdays and on the weekends to travel to, you know, Akron or other places in Northeast Ohio. But as of right now, we're staying like close because I only have, you know, Saturday and Sunday and then Mm -hmm. it's back to lesson planning and teaching kids. Yeah. Um, So yeah, in the summer, I'm looking forward to going on adventures and checking out all the other beautiful parks um, that are not so near me for sure. You know, it would be fun if you could collaborate with the Metro Parks down the road, right? Like you could be kind of like an official partner. I don't know, maybe you guys host an event together or something like that, just for additional exposure, because I mean, you are bringing people to their parks. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's interesting because I consider myself to be an outdoorsy person um, and I don't particularly mind the bugs and things like that. But I know that other people, you know, have their different experiences with nature that maybe bring them like a background of not being so comfortable about the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And so if you're somebody who, you know, really likes the idea of being outdoors, but you kind of prefer to go to a fancy restaurant this is where we kind of meet in the middle you can have a even like 200% better experience than going to a restaurant because now you don't have a ton of people around you it's just you and your intimate beautiful gathering and you have the earth beneath your feet and the sky above you and the trees <laughs> around you and it's just it's just better yeah for sure <laughs> Do you have a lot of people stop by and ask what you guys are doing? Yes. So the 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 last picnic, we had a lot of folks actually and, and I and I need to think about what if anything needs to be, you know, something to think about. But people wanted to stop by and like take a picture. <laughs> You know, at at the picnic. And so, you know, obviously with their masks on, we're like kind of I asked my nephew and my daughter to like move over so this person could like sit down and just kind of pose in front of the picnic table. So (laughs) it's it's cute and it made me feel good. Like this is something that you feel you want to take a picture next to. Uh, So, yeah, I, I, I have to come up with some kind of sign that shows, I don't know, like a picnic is in session and some information so people could. Um, kind of look it up on their own without maybe disrupting or talking to the people who are enjoying their picnic. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah, picnic is in session. You know, I, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking like marketing is going to be super easy for you because this is like an Instagrammable moment, right? If you book this picnic, all you're going to do is Instagram it. And so it's going to be a lot of word of mouth, a lot of people just walking by and you know, maybe having some business cards ready to go. So those who are kind of nosy be like, okay, take a picture, but you better tag me, right? Like, come and find me. So I think I think promoting it is going to come easy because it's just such a beautiful experience to watch. Yeah, and I imagine that there will be um, other picnic businesses coming up here in Ohio. I I know there's a lot of them in Florida and in California, places that are Mm -hmm. like they have beautiful weather all the time. Um, and I'm hoping that that does happen because I think one of the 
the side effects of this whole COVID situation is that people are looking to spend more time together outdoors. Mm-hmm. And here in Ohio, we have like two and a half, three months of really nice what people think picnic weather is or what a picnic setting should look like. Mm-hmm. And so we are we are reimagining what picnics are and we are shattering absolutely the idea that picnics are only for spring and summer. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about the very important Thrifter Club. You are a new member. Thank you for joining. So tell us a little bit about why you joined and what you're looking forward to the most uh, in the club. Um, so I joined in January. I saw the, the themes for, I had so much fun thrifting with the, um, 12 months of, uh, thrifting last year. And I was so excited when you posted the themes for, for this year. And I said to myself, you know, I, I think I did a really good job last year. I'm going to do an even better job this year. And if I'm going to be open to shopping at new stores mm-hmm. um, and I want even more savings, then this is, you know, it makes sense and it's super fun. And so <laughs> I actually ended up going on the very first day of February to use my very first coupon. And I was so excited. Every, I mean, nobody around me understands the. <laughs> You know, while they're shopping, like, why does why does she look so happy? Because I got this twenty percent coupon. What are you talking about? Isn't it great? That twenty percent, man. It's like I know the feeling. You're like the whole time right. you're shopping, like I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save. Yep, yep. <laughs> and usually, you know, sometimes you're you're looking at like what the color of of the day is, and so you're just you're thinking about the numbers, and you're just the whole time thinking about how how much you're saving and it just it's fun it's fun to have the themes and it's fun to to know how much money you're saving and at the same time you're like keeping yourself from from making more garbage and you are making you know an impact so yeah it's definitely a win-win it is yeah I think it's a great it's a great club for you especially since you are thrifting a lot not just for yourself but like for your business and it's just added a layer of, of savings for you. You know, one of my favorite things about the club is that I do feel like it's like a security blanket because there's no worse feeling when you're going to the thrift store and you're like, ugh, there's no way I'm going to be able to save extra today. Like no half off sale, no coupon. But I, I walk into every thrifter club member store and I'm like full confidence. Everybody get out of my way. I can do whatever I want because I have a I have this security coupon with me. Like it's such a weird thrifter mindset, but it is like I well, hate going and not like, ha- like in the end. You're in the yeah. cool kids club. You're like you're. I'm at Goodwill and all y'all just in here thrifting, but I'm in the club. Let me pull out my phone. Let me get my coupon. It's it's a VIT thing. I love it. Is there a specific store you're looking forward to visiting the most through the club? that you haven't visited before? I'm trying to think. I I forget the name of the one that you, it's one you were just mentioning on your page the other day. And I I have horrible memory. I didn't write it down because I'm always like, I'll just go to her page and look it up when I'm ready to go shopping. Was it um, like Best Bib and Tucker or Jerry's Closet? Was it the one we went to for? Jerry's Closet. I think it was Jerry's Closet. Yeah, Jerry's Uh, is great. And I really have no business buying any more clothes. But oh, you find I, so much cute stuff there! Oh my gosh! But I am, I am excited to go there because I am looking to find some lacy hats and some lacy gloves and some pearls because I'm looking to have 
um, some spring picnics in which I provide some of the props for the guests mm. because not everybody is going to go thrifting. So if I can provide you with some pearls and some lacy gloves and maybe like a couple hats that you can put on for, for your photos in this classic spring picnic uh, will be really cute. And people have fun with that. You know, you have a picnic. It's not just for eating. I, it's supposed to be a party. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, providing those props, um, I'm really excited to do that. Uh, I just found this um, umbrella for $12. It's one of those ones where I guess people try to block the sun with umbrellas. I, it's a concept I never thought of. An umbrella is for rain, right? And it's all like lacy. And I'm like, oh, my God, what if I find like three of these and people could take pictures of these umbrellas yeah. like they're pretending to keep the sun from their skin? Uh, <laughs> That's so cute. So I'm excited to go shopping there for sure. Because you have been my sustainability go-to for the all the years I've known you, can you give our listeners three easy tips on how to incorporate sustainability into their everyday life? So I would say the first one is to consume more fruits and vegetables so that um, the scraps can end up in a compost. You can't compost meat, so a lot of... Um, when you're consuming meat, when there's leftovers, it's just going to end up in the garbage. It's not, you're not going to be able to use as, as fertilizer. Um, if you don't have, you know, your own compost, you can always find places in your community that, that are willing to come pick up your, your fruit and vegetable scraps for their own compost. What else? Like think very carefully about the resources that you're using. So when you're thinking about using water and running water in your sink or taking long showers, keeping the lights on and things like that. I know that we live in a technology world and so we're using up a lot of um, electricity, but I think that when you are mindful of the way that you're using the resources, are those are other ways in which you can um, lower your carbon footprint and of course drive a little less. Uh, that's, that's a hard one for me, but I've learned to sort of think about all the places that I have to go to. And when I leave the house, I make all those trips instead of coming home and going back out, coming home and going back out. That's really smart. So I think those are the main, I think those are the main ones other than of course, uh, uh, thrifting and trying not to create garbage. And of course, I'm sorry, th- this is way more than three, but bringing your own, uh, your bags to the grocery store. I think now when, when the first COVID restrictions started, people couldn't bring their bags anymore. And I started to bring a backpack instead, because you can't tell me that I can't bring <laughs> my backpack. And so then when it was time to like bag my groceries, I would slide the backpack to the front of my chest and I would stick all my groceries inside of my backpack because I refuse to use a plastic bag. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it, it's okay to be the weird person at the store when you're like packing up your stuff and people are like, oh my gosh, she's taking so long in this Yeah, time. and Goodwill actually offers, Goodwill Akron, offers additional points, reward points, if you don't mm-hmm. use a bag. So that is always a great incentive to pack all of the million reusable bags that I have that I always forget to bring at the grocery store. So now I just keep them in my car. And- yeah, it's funny because I, my daughter and I have been doing the whole bag thing for so long that sometimes she goes into the store and if she forgot to take the bag from the trunk, she'll just come out cradling the things <laughs> she bought 
um, at the pharmacy because she knows that if she gets in the car and I'm in the car and she's got her things in a bag, I'm going to have a moment. It's kind of cute. Like the stuff is falling out, but she's like just cradling her things into the car if she forgot the bag. It's great. So what about um, sustainability tips as it relates directly to thrifting? So bringing your own bag to the thrift store, anything else that you like to kind of live by, even really to reduce waste while you're thrifting? Definitely. I learned from, from, I don't remember which podcast it was where you were talking about, like when you're donating um, your clothing and even if it's stained, you should still donate it because um, I think you said it's Goodwill that has a program Mm -hmm. for um, essentially salvage. um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is something that I I didn't know that I could do. I always thought when something was completely damaged, what could I do other than Mm -hmm. than put it in the trash? So that's one thing. And then, of course, I I try very hard not to overshop if I'm really it's kind of like with clothing. One time you said when you're when you're buying an item of clothing, you want to make sure that it can be used two or three different ways. It's the same thing with glassware and with furniture mm-hmm. and things like that is I'm not going to buy anything at Goodwill that it can only be used for one thing. So those are the main things. That's great. Well, you've definitely inspired us. I cannot wait to see what you come up with this year. I can't wait for your website to be live. I know for sure Shannon and I will be there um, I'm going to bring my family. We're going to do all sorts of things. I have family um, that lives in closer up to you in like the Cleveland area. So we will we will we will be there. Can kids come or is this kind of like an adults only? No, situation? absolutely. You know, you can bring whomever you want. If you're bringing kids and you're a little bit concerned about um, some of the dishes, I can you know, I've been a little bit more mindful in when I'm buying, um, especially the glassware that if it is a glass that kind of tips over on the table or something like that, it's not going to be, you know, the stem of the glasses aren't so thin that they can't take a little bit of roughing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you you take the cares in terms of the 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 grill and the the little fireplace candle on top of the table and things like that. But, yeah, kids absolutely can come. I taught my daughter how to use uh, and take care of fine china by the time she was three and four she she knew how to be more careful with certain That's dishes great. so you yeah. break it you break it you buy it huh well, <laughs> you don't break it <laughs> so tell tell everybody where they can find you online um so i have um a facebook page and an instagram page at picnic for all seasons um and in the next two weeks or so we'll have picnic for all seasons.com um, is going to be popping. I mean, that website who is taking a little bit, but it's going to, it's going to be as perfect as every experience that any person will have at one of our picnics. That's great. I think by the time this episode comes out, your website might be up because this won't come out for a few more weeks. So it might be perfect timing. I'm excited to check it out. Yes. And hopefully, well, I know for a fact it will happen during a full moon because that's just that's just how it works. Right. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited to create a picnic for you because I know that you when you see your table, you're going to see every item and you're just going to be like, I think I think that you will appreciate the fact that, you know, that it came from one of those beautiful racks at Goodwill. And yes, yes. Maybe we should do this for your birthday. Or for your baby shower. Am I having another baby? I don't need another baby shower. Maybe. Have a little baby shower for you. That'd be cute. 
free births and baby showers. Yeah. yeah. Birthdays and baby showers. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we'll we'll yeah. figure something out. B&B. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was really, this is like one of my favorite interviews ever. You're doing Thanks. so much. Not only do you do you do so much for your students and, and the kids, like you just do so much for the environment and the community and you're just a wonderful person. And I'm so glad to finally sit down and, and talk. And uh, Shannon, so lucky to be around you all the time at school. Thank you. Yes, she always has stuff to teach us, always. Well, you guys are doing a wonderful job with all the with all the fashion. I, I really would never, I don't think I would have ever dreamt that you know, thrifting could become a, a fashion thing. I pay way more attention to what I'm wearing and styling clothes. I never thought like styling this with that. And you do an amazing job at it. I'm literally going to your page all the time to look for for more tips on thrifting or just getting dressed. So. Oh, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. I've been a little, I've been a little lazy lately with the styling just because of COVID and winter and pregnancy. So I've been uninspired, but I think I'll, I'll get, I'll get a little more inspiration when the weather breaks. Well, that dress was popping. Right? That rainbow one. Oh my God. I was like, "Mm, are we, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to be in spring if she is, because it's it's looking like it. I'm like, I'm looking in my closet, like, well, I got to get my colorful things out. Thank you, guys. Love I you. I'll stage a picnic for you soon. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethriftroduce Ourselves. For episode show notes, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. You can find Picnic for All Seasons on Instagram at picnic, the number four, all seasons. I'm at Dina's Days. The podcast is at Rethrift Reduce Podcast. And Shannon is at Fat Don't Crack. You can also find me on Facebook at Dina's Days. If you're local and would like to join our very important Thrifter Club, head to thrifterclub.com. While you're at thrifterclub.com, you can also sign up for our Best Thrift Friend Forever Club, and your membership will help support the podcast. As always, let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode on Instagram or Facebook. We'll see you next time.